This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of CJ Podcast, or Carl and Justin, our uh, J-Man, saves the world. Man, I screwed that up very, very well. Last, last episode of the season, <laughs> and you completely jacked that up, man. I, You know, you would think after nine episodes that you would know what our podcast is called. I'm hoping I forget about these <laughs> So, So how's, how's it going? It's going great. How about you? It's it's good. It's 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 uh, kind of a good day in terms of reflection because today's our our season today's finale. The last day, our last episode that we're doing for the season here for for the rest of our lives. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's it's just it's just for this first season, and you know we we've come a long way. I think you know oh, yeah. from from that very first season, and I, I guess it's kind of fitting because because you jacked up our first introduction yeah. to episode one. So <laughs> I, I guess you know why why stop there and let let's continue on to episode ten. Yeah, exactly. And you know it. I mean, it's 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 become to where uh, this has become second nature to us now, and we we've gotten so comfortable with each other, and you know, a little too comfortable. A little I too think comfortable. Sometimes, yeah. Put your shirt back on <laughs> after you put your pants back on. <laughs> so, how was your weekend? The weekend was really good. Um, there, you know, I'm, I'm a pro wrestling nerd. I think people that know me very well know that about me already. So there's this big wrestling show that was going on on Saturday. Um, completely neglected all of my duties to pay attention to that. But, you know, Sunday got back on track and did, did the work that I needed to do. But that was pretty much it. Really? Yeah. What about you? Ah, I, there was a, a, our ceremonies up there at Hotvela. Oh, really? Yeah. I was a local celebrity up there. <laughs> How so? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there are people that came from Phoenix and they said that, hey, you know what? I just passed that Waffle House right next to the strip club that you guys were at. <laughs> You know that that's that's um I I think that's kind of a, a that that's been the experience for both of us because yeah. you know I you know on on the podcast you know I call myself J Man but most people know me by Sita yeah or you know either that or they know me by my by my English name and so it's so funny when I'm walking around in my community out there in Munkap everyone's calling me hey J Man <laughs> so that I think that's pretty funny that you know people <laughs> that that I and that's an indication that I know that they're listening to our podcast yeah that, you know they're they're calling me J Man. When I when I heard that, I you know I immediately went back home to go get a sharpie, you know the sharpie pens, yeah. just in case I had to sign some autographs or something. <laughs> you know, I I my local you know my my celebrity status is going up the roof, and man, I I think I'm I'm popular. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know what? It, it finally happened. You know, it finally happened that you are popular. <laughs> but today's a special episode, right? Today because, is because a special it's episode. Our, um, it's our season finale episode. So, yep. we're, you know, today we're going to extend the episode a little bit longer than we normally do. Yeah. And then also, too, at the very end, we're going to give out some more information about this uh, big giveaway that oh, we've been yeah, talking the about. Big, the big and, giveaway. And so, you know, we know that a lot of you out there like the free stuff. So, you yep. know, we're, we're going to talk about what the prizes are going to be and how you can enter. You're not Hopi until you love the free stuff. <laughs> All these Hopis love free stuff. So, so uh, episode 10, our topic for today is uh, Hopis in the internet. Ah, yeah. Internet. What is the internet? I have no idea. I just look up uh, cooking shows and knitting, you know, YouTube videos and stuff like that. That's my whole perspective view of the internet. So. Internet is such an interesting concept because, you know, it's, it's this, um, I guess it's this entity that just carries and holds so much information. It connects people all throughout the world. And, you know, in terms of how you work the internet, a lot of our uh, people out here on the reservation don't really have like a full grasp of what yeah. the internet is, you know, because yeah. then, you know, out here we're very rural. Um, and so for, you know, at least even in, in the short uh, period of the past, there was probably a, lim a limited access areas where the internet was because then if you even think about to when we were kids, when we were, you know, at the day school, um, I don't think that there was internet back then. I think we were older than the internet. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think we are older than the internet. And so it's an interesting thing now that, you know, like my, my kids, my two youngest kids, yeah. like we have a, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. Yeah. Like they know how to work the internet. They know how to use the devices, the phones, yeah. the tablets. And, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's interest. It's such an interesting thing to see them grow up with this concept of the internet in comparison to how we grew up because every morning they wake up where's the phone Where, where's my <laughs> tablet you know those are the questions that they're asking but then you think about when we were kids when we were growing up and uh, you know waking up first thing in the morning we're looking for our favorite toys yeah but, you like, know, then they're so looking... where's my power ranger <laughs> now it's so <laughs> where's my phone <laughs> And, and so I think that that's, you know, kind of, uh, created this, this drastic change yeah. in terms of how we live our lives. Because then, you know, I think that, you know, when you think about like, uh, I guess the public, right? Um, they have, um, there, there are these jokes in terms of how we live our lives right now. Because yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of what the older people say and that what they kind of complain about is that everybody's looking down at their phones now. Oh, yeah. We're all looking down at our phones and we're, we I, have so much more interest. I sometimes forget how. How so and qua look sometimes at dinner time. So <laughs> we have so much uh, concern with what's in our hands and what's you know the information that it's giving us to yeah. in our hands that we fail to recognize uh, what's going on around us in the world. And so you know I don't think that that's um, just a Hopi thing, but that's definitely a, a worldwide uh, a society type of thing. Do you remember typing class in high school? Yeah, yeah. Remember what was that white guy's name? I I remember it was a white white old man um i'm not gonna remember it yeah i know who you're talking about. yeah 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 exactly i don't know well one of our listeners probably can post that on on our facebook page but anyway remember in typing class um we had to set up like our own emails oh that's right yeah we that's had to right set up our emails and stuff like that and we had to choose between like yahoo uh yahoo uh hotmail or aol <laughs> And <laughs> and uh, I chose Yahoo. I chose the Yahoo thing, and um, 
I said, okay, well, I'm going to choose my Yahoo, my Yahoo Mail. And uh, one of my friends that were sitting right beside me, he chose Hotmail, the Hotmail extension. Yeah. And so we, we got all our emails and stuff like that. And our, you know, the, the teacher would send us daily emails and like, you know, instructions of what to do on the, the computer and, mm-hmm. and how to check the, the email. And, and it was just a learning curve for us because we never heard of email before. And that was the first time that we even, <laughs> it was, it was the coolest it was the, thing, it right? Was the coolest it was the thing. coolest yeah, thing. Yeah. I thought it was cool you know and and so one day um my friend he's like okay i'm gonna check my my email account so his is uh, something at hotmail.com and he he types it in and you're supposed to you're supposed to go to the website first Mm -hmm. yahoo.com you know Mm aol.com so he types in hotmail.com but he forgot to he forgot to uh know how to spell mail there are two different variations (laughs) of mail so Instead of M A I L, he typed in M A L E hotmail dot com, and boy, that was an interesting site. There, you saw some things that you've probably never seen before. I didn't know hair grows in these certain places. Why am I bald like, right there? I was like, it can get that long. Why is that thing so big? What a fitting way to end the season to get canceled from <laughs> from the server that we subscribe so, and to. And it was before the time where, you know, we had all these restrictions on the emails and, or the, on our computers and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So it was just open wave. It was open up for everything like that. <laughs> and it was crazy. And he's like, teacher, I think there's something wrong with my computer. There's guys on here that look strange. And and so, I mean, we didn't get, he didn't get in trouble because, you know, he, we're, we're dumb native yeah, kids. We yeah. don't know how to spell. We didn't know that we there didn't were know two, how to spell. We didn't know that there were two variations of male. Okay. We just, <laughs> but I, I think that's a good, I, I guess that's a good example of the progressions that you, well, at least we've seen because yeah. then, you know, like I, I have two older girls too that are home, um, or at least, you know, in, in my household and they, um, have, um, at least witnessing how their lives were from like junior high to high school. They already had phones by then. Yeah. And so, you know, they're texting their friends and everything. But like for us, you know, like, uh, if do you remember like writing letters to oh, girls? Man. We used to write letters to girls. I remember. And yeah. then, and then it went from writing letters to writing emails. Yeah. Like you're saying, emails. And then, um, I don't think we even started texting until we got to college. To college, yeah. And, you know, the, the letters that I've gotten were, were folded in, in different very vari- or- origami in, type yeah. style like, of ways. How the hell do you think of these things? <laughs> <laughs> and it has this little tab that you just pull and it says, open me. <laughs> Ooh, that is, that is so 1990s right now. <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. And so, you know, th- those, I guess that's kind of how internet has started to progress into our lives. Yeah. Cause you know, out here on the reservation, um, we're a little bit behind the times, right? So when like schools out in the big urban areas, yeah. they're probably introducing internet and internet styles, uh, style ways of educating their kids. Oh yeah. And then we're probably like five years behind, we're 10 st- years behind. We have textbooks that were written when history was barely being made <laughs> you know like, like custer's last stand is like custer and his men were here on uh, august 7th or whatever it was mm-hmm. and, it, and, and it's then it's it just the end, old... and it just ends right there because there was nothing <laughs> left after that 
<laughs> and so, you know, but I think now, though, you know, Internet is probably as strong as it has ever been yeah. here on the reservation. And, you know, all, all facets of life for people but, here are involved with it to some degree. But it is kind of it is kind of sad to see that only only what uh, only like 10 percent of Hopi has Internet out here. I, I think it's probably much higher than that. It might be a little bit higher than that, but most I think it's it's where you know close to seventies, eighty percent that don't have internet out here, or they do have access to internet, but they just don't have it in their homes. I guess you could say. Yeah, there's still there's still a, a barrier of the lack of access to internet out here on the reservation. Yeah, but I think that you know a lot of what we're going to talk about today is how we as Hopi society. Um, interact with the internet, how we use the internet, and, you know, maybe in some good ways and some bad ways. Um, and so, like, in terms of Hopis being on the internet, where yeah. do you see Hopis on the internet? Ah, Facebook. Where yeah. are, where are you on the internet? I'm, I'm on YouTube looking at knitting shows. I doubt you're looking at knitting shows. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on YouTube. I, I've seen your tabs up before. <laughs> This is this has nothing to do with with me right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but we're 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 on Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, uh, YouTube, YouTube. I you know what? I do you see a lot of hoopies on Twitter? Do, do you use Twitter? I don't use Twitter at all. I think Twitter is probably something that's not in high usage no. for us, but no. it's definitely it's a huge platform. Like, um there like, are other social media platforms out there that i'm unaware of but i know that they're they're out there <laughs> remember myspace <laughs> how old is did, did my... you did you have a myspace i had account? a myspace account man i had my special song with me i had the did you, you have know, your playlist you remember the your, cursor your... that you move and then it follows with something different on there and yet in the background <laughs> what was your background <laughs> i think i had like corn or something like that who, who were your top five friends that <laughs> It wasn't you, I know that. <laughs> it was that Tom guy or whatever his name was. <laughs> the guy that created uh, Face or yeah, MySpace. I think, I think that was my only friend on Face uh, MySpace. <laughs> Did they, does, does MySpace still? I, I think it's still around. It, does it still you, exist? You've never seen the I, the, I, um, the the movie that they made about Facebook? Yeah. I, I guess I, I guess after that movie came out, like Justin Timberlake, the, you know, he was an actor on that movie, but I guess he was so moved by you know his experience with that movie. I think it was called The Social Network. Oh yeah, but he yeah. was so moved by that experience, he went and bought MySpace. Really? Yeah. So Justin so, Timberlake, or at least last I heard, he owned MySpace. Dang. Are you gonna try to reactivate your account? That's what I was gonna reactivate Mike. I just want to get my cool pictures off of that. That's why <laughs> you want to get your background, <laughs> my wall background, off. my wallpaper off of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I guess uh, I guess you know we we are heavily on social media, and I I think that's probably where people spend a majority of their time on social media because then you know it's this um, I guess it's this vessel that yeah. allows us to stay connected with each other because then. If you think about, you know, the first time that you got on MySpace, right? Yeah. Or the first time that you ever got on Facebook, you know, I think one of the most addictive things was that you saw so many other people that you remembered uh, either from high school or from, you know, previous college experience or, you know, an old job or whatever. Yeah. Or just people from your community. And then you go onto their page on, and then you look at their pictures and everything like on that. On Facebook, I just friend everybody. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't care who you are. You're, you're my friend. <laughs> and, and so, you know, that, that's kind of, I guess that was kind of, you know, the, the hook that caught you in is that, you know, it's this opportunity to be social with people from the cushiness of your living room yeah. or from your bedroom. You don't yeah. have to set foot out the door. And I guess, um, that's, that's kind of how, um, some of these, uh, habits are developed in terms of what we do on social media. But I guess like for, for you, what, what would you say that your social media practices are like? Are you on Facebook every day? Like, do you post every day? I mean, I I kind of on Facebook, not too much of the day. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll leave it because I don't have anything interesting to do. Because none of those people accept your friend requests <laughs> that you send out. Huh? I have a bunch of friend requests. You better friend me right now. <laughs> it's on my to do list. That's. <laughs> That's right. You're not even my friend on Facebook. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I I do I do go on Facebook and I I just post memes. You know, I just I just do that. I I'll, I'll just I'm, I'm a memer. What are memes? Well, memes are just different uh, jokes uh, against humanity and the situation. I guess you could say. Because I think for myself, like, you know, I, I'm on there every day. Yeah. Like, I look at Facebook every day. I look at Instagram every day. I'm active on Twitter. I have a Twitter account. Really? And, and I'm, I'm really involved with Twitter. Because I think with Twitter, it's more so, like, instead of being connected with people you know, it's being connected with, like, entertainers, yeah. movie stars. Or in my case, you know, our last episode, we talked about sports, like, to keep yeah. in contact yeah. with, like, the Phoenix Suns, those players, the Arizona Cardinals, those players, pro wrestlers, that type of thing and so i'm always on twitter but on facebook and instagram i I, i'd like to say that i don't post a whole lot um and i think a lot of that is because i i feel like that you know if i'm going to post something that i want it to be like something profound yeah to where you know it's something that that means something to me but then you got people on there that are like posting five times a day (laughs) you have some women that post selfies like one to two times a day i know some girls that post like 10 times a minute (laughs) <laughs> and then you even have a lot of guys that take a lot of selfies these days, you know. And, you know, I, I, I guess that's kind of an interesting topic because, like, like growing up res, yeah. right? Growing up res as, as a male. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, you're taught, you know, kind of, um, I, I guess, like an old, old-fashioned way that, you know, you kind of refrain from doing things like that. You know, taking pictures of yourself is something that's kind of looked at as, as kind of a funny thing to do. Yeah. But, yeah, you see it often now. You know, yeah. you see it often now that a lot of guys do take a lot of selfies and, you know, they're, <laughs> they're posting it on their on their socials. And if that's something you do, you know, that, that that's... Do you, um, do you take selfies? No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't because I, I think it's... I, I I don't know. I just I just think it's a, a goofy practice. <laughs> because then, like you you think about it, right? Like you walk into a room, yeah. And whether it's a, a a man or a woman, a guy or a girl, like I think it's just funny that they're you know making those faces at their cameras, and like you see that you catch them doing Re- it. Remember and, the duck face or the duck? Lips? Uh, yeah, the duck. Yeah, lips. is that still in style? Is that is that still in style? I, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, I mean we should get a like a girl. Thingy and or like a girl perspective to say, yeah, I used to do the duck face, but now that's so ni- that's so two thousand and one or something. <laughs> that, that's like that. so two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they still do the duck face or duck lips or whatever it's called. Well, you have a Facebook account, so you know that, that information's at your fingertips. So. <laughs> 
But you know, aside aside from people using social media to promote, you know, their selfies or yeah. to promote, you know, their thoughts or or whatever else, at least in regard to hopis, one thing that we a lot of people do use uh, social media to promote is uh, culture. Oh yeah, you see yeah. a lot of Hopi culture on the internet. Yeah. And so we um, see a lot of Hopi culture in the internet, and you see it in various ways, right? You see uh, videos of uh, dances, or you see videos of people singing, maybe. Um, memes, you see memes yeah. that are kind of directed towards Hopi culture, or, you know, you have like artists, um, people that carve, uh, Katsina dolls, or and people then, that paint and they use the social media to promote their business. Or to sell their product on there and. On that, uh, what was that? The Hopi online yard sale thing. The Hopi online, the Hopi yard, online sale. yard sale thing. And so Damn. that's that's something that you know is pretty, I guess, a pretty pretty popular practice. But I think that one of the things that in regards to that practice is that you know it's kind of controversial, right? Yeah, it is. It is actually because of what the elders say about like you know keeping our traditions only here on on Hopi versus uh, the newer generation posting their their traditions to have the world to you know see this see our traditions like that so mm-hmm. and i think that you know because we had this conversation conversation before we started recording is that you know i think that for you and i we kind of were fortunate enough to be raised by an older generation oh, yeah. yeah because you mentioned before in a previous episode that so and Kwa are in their 80s uh-huh. and my parents are in their 70s yeah so you know they had me in their later years yeah but you know they they these are our older generation at least in that that generation, that they still possess a lot of knowledge, you know, oh, yeah. possess a lot of knowledge about our culture, about what our traditional perspectives about our culture are, about how we're supposed to revere and respect our culture. And I think that because, you know, the internet, you know, if you have a Facebook account, Instagram account, etc., that you really do see how much our culture is online. And I think that because of how you and I were kind of educated in terms of our culture and our religion, and, our language. And, you know, it, this kind of goes back to your your post on Facebook. Uh, remember where you were stating that urbans versus, tri- you know, res- reservations? It wasn't urbans versus <laughs> well, No, no, no. I, I, of course <laughs> my, it wasn't. My, my controversial post. Yeah, it wasn't geared towards that, but it was more or less like, you know, uh, like urbans stating their their voice and how they're not in with their culture all the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so like social media is like a gateway to see all of this. Oh yes, yeah, yes, all yes. of this tradition there, and so it, it kind of it, it's like that. What was that? That double edged sword, I guess you could say. I, I think so in a way because, um, well, I, I guess, you know, to, to continue with that dialogue in terms of like, I guess the, the traditional, the, the traditional narrative or, or the traditional perspective. Yeah. It's that, you know, most of the old Hopis that you talk to, they talk to you about our culture and our, our religion. Usually, you know, you'll, you'll hear it in Hopi. Itahimu'at. Uh, which means our belongings oh, yeah. or what belongs to, to us. Itahimu'at. You know, what belongs to Hopi yeah. is only for Hopi. 
and only belongs on the reservation. And um, I think that that's kind of an interesting narrative. And, you know, I guess in terms of the word reservation, because you and I, we say reservation a lot. Yeah. Um, and because that, you know, for our podcast, we've tried to at least make it so that it can be universal for all tribes. But we're a tribe that we're fortunate enough that where our reservation is, is a part of our traditional homeland. Oh, yeah. It- and, and so you have some tribes who are on a reservation but those reservations might not be on their traditional homelands yeah. due to like things like displacement, um, you know, war with the federal government back in the Relocation, day. Relocation, yeah. But in terms of our podcast, when we say reservation, we're talking about our home. Yeah. Because our reservation is on our home. It's sort of just like maybe uh, just kind of getting used to the idea because we never lived on a reservation. This reservation was created around us basically exactly yeah exactly so so like so like that like that real traditional perspective of our culture our language our religion um the old people talk about it in a way that that is something that exists here yeah and then i think that one of the things and i don't know if this is something that you learned similar to me but one of the things that i've been always been taught in terms of our culture and our language like there's this distinct difference between what hopi is and what bahana is and and then so the old people, they would always say things in regards to the Bahana culture as being distinct Bahana. So like education, for example, yeah. like the Bahana education, I would always hear Bahana Himu'at, mm-hmm. that belongs to, to the, the white, white man. man. Yeah. Hopi, that is not Hopi. And so, you know, it's like this, this real fine line that's drawn. And so I think in regards to like being exposed to like other tribes or other minority groups. And, you know, and this is something that we talked about too prior to recording is that I really do think that Hopi is so distinctively different from a lot of other tribes because we've retained so much of our culture. We've retained so much of our language and we've retained so much of our perspective of the world. Because when I went to college, when I went over to ASU, you always heard people say things like, we need to indigenize the academy. We need to indigenize (laughs) the university, which basically means, you know, we need to make the school Indian in some way. Or we have to decorate it with these Indian things. But it was always a confusing thing for me to be raised this whole um, to be raised in this with this perspective that like things like universities colleges that belongs to the white people in my college in my college I was refrigerator you (laughs) in my college I was the only Native American with long hair and I was I was top notch I was like uh, voted (laughs) Voted number one best, uh, you know, to succeed. In- Mo- most likely to make it rain. Huh? <laughs> and, and not at Christie's, apparently. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> And so, you know, I, I think that that's, I guess that's kind of like a huge difference in yeah. terms of like with us retaining so much is that we still have this real strong perspective of what Hopi is and what Hopi isn't. And so with this idea that the language, the culture 
our our doings, our ceremonies belong on the reservation. But now in today's day and age, in 2020, that has changed so much. It's yeah, it's you changed. see you see dances at Bank One Ballpark down in Phoenix. Uh-huh. You see Hopi dances down at the America West Arena down in Phoenix. I, I'm, I'm just being throwback. I, I know that they're not called that anymore. <laughs> but you know, you see Hopi dances at the Hurt Museum at all these different events. Sedona, Flagstaff. Uh, you know, anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, you see uh, people recording these dances. Oh, yeah. You see people recording these dances and they end up on the internet. Oh, yeah. That's exactly true. I mean, there's that fine line between, like, you know, preserving those dances there or uh, actually just witnessing it at that event and keeping that as a memory for yourself. So there is that fine line of saying that, okay, yeah, I want to preserve this because I think that, you know, this will never happen again versus like, you know, uh, okay, I want to remember this mm-hmm. and tell my side of the story of what happened. Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely, uh, I guess, um, what, is, what is that rope called that people walk across? The tight, the, the tight, tight rope. Yeah. It's, it's a tight rope that we walk in this day and age because yeah. like, people like you and I who are fortunate to hear – our grandparents or older parents, the old people's yeah. perspective. But then yet, you know, like us, like, you know, you ask any Hopi today, you ask them, you know, 50 years from the line, would you like your culture to be, to, to still be around? And unanimously, the answer would be yes. You yeah. know, of course, we want to preserve what we have. And then, you know, I, I think that, you know, sometimes like that, like how people think is that if these dances are on videos in some way, or if they're on audio in some way, that that it's a way for us to be able to at least kind of remember how these dances are performed for for ourselves yeah. here on the reservation and it is kind of it's kind of saddened because we are losing a lot of our culture and we are losing a lot of our language because it's not because of the internet it's not because of of social media it's because we don't take our culture seriously anymore we believe that it's just a culture that we have on the internet. We have these these access to it, and say that okay, yeah, we'll we'll learn from from that point of view. There, <laughs> it's like your comment where you know asking you're Hopi, right, Carl? You're like, only on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, and I, I think that's probably like a huge conversation. You know, like I mean, I that 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 conversation can yeah. go on forever. And oh yeah, ever. But um, you know, to like 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 what I did previously with our last episodes um, to get ready for today, to get ready for today's um, topic i went to instagram uh-huh. and i asked you know i asked our viewers you know hopis in the internet what 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 are your uh what are your thoughts and somebody responded and they said facebook is the new hopi observer <laughs> which 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 means that you know we we tend to go to Facebook for our news in terms of the community because we have a lot of community members yeah. that are commenting on what's going on uh, in, in their villages and it, or and throughout it, the reservation. It's, it's strange because, you know, uh, you'll see like a house fire and there's already comments on Facebook. It's like somebody's house is on fire. <laughs> and then the Facebook live video is up like five <laughs> minutes later. And so, you know, you're not even there, but you're able to see the fire going like, on live. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of the questions uh, that, you know, is, is posed really is like, uh, why do Hopis always believe uh, what they read on social media? <laughs> because if it's on the Internet, then it has to be true. <laughs> 
Because it's not Facebook. If it's not on Facebook, then it's not true. If it's not on Facebook, then it didn't really happen. <laughs> so I, I guess that's probably why we post our, our ceremonies I, I, online yeah, now. Exactly. Because if it's not on social media, then it never happened. So this past weekend, remember, like, we always have, like, uh, pictures of, like, Nokwivi and Sumiviki and Dabiki mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, doing, like, oh, I'm Hopi-ish today right now. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm Hopi and, today. Yeah. And it just went on just like that. I mean, it was... <laughs> <laughs> there were there was no pandemic involved. There was no sickness. Everybody just went about their day. Everybody was all halai on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. It's like I gotta get my nokuvi fix. <laughs> I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I think that that's you know a real interesting thing because that is something that's real prevalent. And you know, I, I've made this joke before. Is that similar to you know the comment that was made on the Instagram page about Hopi being or Facebook being the new Hopi observer? Yeah. But you know, like that, like I think that the Facebook is now the the Hopi sun and the Hopi moon. Oh yeah. Because in the traditional way, you know, it was the sun and the moon is how you were able to tell the time of the year. But now in February, everybody's posting pictures of Haru. In the springtime, everyone's uh, posting pictures of their Hopi cookies on, yep. on string. Yep. And then in the summertime, everyone's posting pictures of their Nova that they got from the Katinam. Everybody's posting pictures of their fields during the summertime and then during the harvest season, you know, and then so forth yeah. and so forth. Yeah. That, you know, that's kind of how we are on online. And um, I think that, uh, at least in terms of how our practices are with social media, um, I think that the reason why we're on there so much is for attention. I, I think, yeah, that, you know, a lot we, we want to get yeah, attention. A lot of this stuff is made for attention. We want to get validation to some degree. Yeah, exactly. And, and then I think also too, like a reinforcement of our identity, right? It, like we want to show off to the world that we're hopi, that we're hopi, that we're being hopi. That's why on my Facebook account, I have a white guy for my profile picture. <laughs> Because <laughs> I want to be white sometimes. So. <laughs> uh, one, one of my old Facebook uh, profile pictures was was me and my nice uh, button up. So you know, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I guess that's where we're similar. You know, we'd rather be white than than, than Hopi. <laughs> Only on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I what what I've thought about social media too before is that you know you you hear about like those online role playing games and yeah. like ones called like Dungeons and Dragons oh, yeah. something. Like, you look like a Dungeons and Dragons I play kind of Dungeons guy. Dungeons and Dragons in my spare time. <laughs> and you know, you hear about what some of those um, I guess effects of those types of video games is that what they say is that you know some of these people who really play it like a lot, yeah, that they feel like that they have more validation for who they are within this game yeah more so than in that their actual lives is a reason why they play these games so much because then you know in these video games they're like the the dragon slayer or something you know they're they're some sort of you know top-notch person within this uh this video game world and i think social media is the same way is that you know a lot of us uh are on there so much yeah that we're popular on facebook <laughs> that every time we post we get a hundred likes Versus, you know, the type of validations that you might get in the real world. Yep. Where you're actually having face-to-face conversations with people. And, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of, you know, the dynamic that a and lot of our, our res people have with, and, with social media. And that's how Hopi functions as well, too. It's like, you know, if if I post a picture of like a, a Katsina doll on there, I'm going to get so many likes because it's, people... It's culture. It's culture and it's, you know, it's something unique. 
that yeah, you've different. made. Yeah, it's different. It's different. And so, and then, you know, it just boosts up my ego, I guess you could say, to, to say that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real Facebooker. You know? <laughs> so, so what would you, what would you say are the real pros and cons of Hopi culture being on the internet? Let, let's, uh, why is it bad? Why, what, what are some of the cons um, that I'm, you can think of? I mean, the, if you, if you actually go back and say, like, you know, the, the rituals are being lost. Like I said before, like the rituals are being not necessarily lost through that, but like, you know, just categorized into saying that, okay, we'll go through it back when we, when we kind of lose it again. So in not remembering it through like, uh, like voice or like, uh, by memory, by memory. or by heart, it yeah. kind of gives you an excuse to, um, to say, like, not just, pay attention yeah. as much as you should. And that's the con of it. But the other part of it, it's like you know uh, the the pro of it. It's it it does kind of if you're if you're talking about like arts and crafts people, mm-hmm. you know it gives them mm-hmm. a leeway of to say that I want to sell my product because I need to make money. Mm-hmm. You know I need to mm-hmm. I need to feed my family or I need mm-hmm. to you know get my fix. Or I don't know. Or even us, for example, like promotion. Oh yeah, marketing. Yeah, you know, even though um, our our logo isn't necessarily Hopi. No, no. But you know, the fact that we do talk a lot about Hopi stuff that you know we do utilize the internet heavily to get the word out about our program. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's that's that whole. I guess that's part of the whole con versus pro thing. So I mean, you can prove me wrong, you know, listeners out there. But I mean, I think I'm right. It's fun to prove Carl wrong. I, I, I do it quite often. <laughs> I think I'm always right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that you know because I mean like like I said when I po- posed that question on Instagram, a lot of the comments that did come back were I guess in in the con column in terms yeah. of our culture being on the internet. One of the responses that we got was, uh, I think we need to remember videos of dances in any kind should not be posted. And so I guess what this person is referring to is like the social dances oh, that yeah. we record because there are there are certain things that, you know, for us, we know better. Yeah. Like our, in terms of our Katsina dances, uh, Katsina we don't video record those or we don't take pictures of those. And so that's something that we still have respect for in that regard or other types of ceremonies that go on in some villages. We know better than to record or take pictures of those. Things. Oh, yeah. But we've gotten laxed in some areas. And one of those areas is like the, the social dances. Yeah. Because you do see when you go do go to the villages to watch our social dances, it's like you do see a bunch of phones up. In the Kisonve, you do see a lot of iPads up in the Kisonve. And in some villages you go to, you see a camera up on the tripod. Like there's a, um, a video production going a, on. A vi- video production <laughs> truck uh, on the other side of the houses. And there's like a whole media area yep. where people have their, their, their uh, cameras set up and their devices set up so that they could capture the dance. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was at one of the villages... And there's this uh, woman, she set up her tripod, and I was on top of the roof. She set up her tripod, and, and the dancers were coming. I think it was a butterfly dance. And so she she uh, she has her traditional UC on, you know, her, she had her nice shawl on. She sets up her tripod, and she sets a camera up there, and then just hits record and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> That's all she does, or just... Um, 
she just she just leaves. <laughs> and about when the uh, you know when the when the dancers or when the dance was all over, you know she comes back and she just pushes stop and then leaves back again. <laughs> She's like, I'm not gonna stand. I'm not gonna sit in this hot sun all day. Fuck this. Fuck this shit. That's what they invented technology for. <laughs> I'll watch it later. <laughs> and I was I was like, are you for real? Are you going to just set up a trap? And it wasn't where it was like in a corner. It was actually where she was sitting, which was in the middle of the Kisonbi or like in the in the middle part of uh-huh. it. And she just set it up and she just let it go. She just, you know, just walks off. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to be because the village that I'm from yeah. down in Munkapi at, at the LV our, our elders they actually disallow people from recording even the social dances really? so I'm really happy that you know at least in terms of our leadership in the village that I'm from that they understand the negativity that could be created from recording these dances that they've prohibited that um, but although you do see you know some people kind of uh, get some illegal footage in oh yeah and, and you, you know that they're doing it because guess where do you see it at on facebook on facebook or on instagram, on instagram. And, and it's like like for me i kind of get frustrated when i see it because i know that when our ceremony starts that one of the men will make the announcement in the case on he'll make the announcement that we don't want this we don't want people to be taking pictures in the plaza we don't want people to be recording in the plaza because at least the way that we're taught in terms of the gisonbi the gisonbi is also a sacred space oh, to yeah. where you shouldn't be filming or taking pictures of at least that's you know our interpretation I th- down there I in think, Lundkapi, so. I think you know we we lost respect uh, in that section where we're it's 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 okay for us to have respect when the katinas are out uh-huh. but it, we we can lose that respect when, when it's ourselves when it's ourselves that are out mm-hmm. so but we're still we're still doing our traditional ceremonies mm-hmm. and we're still doing that because we we want to do this for the good of the people and to make uh people happy in a way you know and I, I guess a big con from having our ceremonies that are recorded, because a lot of it, you see it on YouTube. Yeah. You see it on YouTube. And unfortunately, you know, there, well, I, I guess I, I hate to say unfortunately, but you know, there are people out there that are non-Hopis, usually Bahanas. Yeah. But they're so fascinated by our culture. They're so interested in what it is that we do, that they've gone to the point to where they've gathered themselves, that they've studied these videos that they see online or any type of material that they see online and then they mimic our dances and this is something I think that we mentioned in the previous episode was was these uh, groups of Boy Scouts I don't exactly know what their names are yeah what are their names but but, you know they do they have these groups where they're they're white people they're Pahanas but then they they uh, fashion the clothes, the the ceremonial dancing clothes, and they've learned how to sing the songs, and yeah. you know they're basically doing everything that yeah. you see uh, in our ceremonies. I was their drummer for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was probably one of those instances where you know there's they're they're probably talking Hopi amongst each other more so than we do with each other here on Hopi. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I guess that's probably like a physical example of, you know, some of the, the negatives yeah. of, of doing something like that, of that practice that we do where, you know, we're, we're filming our dances and then we're putting it on, um, on, on the internet. And, um, I think that, you know, other, I, I guess other things that, that kind of go along with that is just overexposure of our culture to the outside world. Because then, you know, we're, 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 we're proud people, right? Like, yeah, like, we like are. I'm proud. I'm, yeah. I'm proud that we still do these dances. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, we are proud people. I'm proud that we still speak our language. I'm proud that, you know, we do certain things within our villages that have been lost, unfortunately, for, for a lot of other tribes. But I think that the other side of that is also understanding this respect and having this respect for our culture so that, you know, we're protecting it in the way that we should be. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it goes back to, to that saying where, uh, you know, um, where we as Hopi people are losing our traditions, but yet we're still trying to preserve that. We're still trying to keep that up. And with that, I mean, we, we want to, we want to, uh, you know, have our traditions go into long run, you know, like going forever pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like you would hate to yeah, see it end I, I in would, your lifetime, right? I would hate right? to see it end, but, you know, as, as, but Gua always usually says, you know, everything has to come to an end. Sooner or later. And I, I think that that idea is kind of something that's hard to accept for some people, oh, yeah. right? Because then we want to believe that our culture is going to last forever. Yeah. That our language is going to last forever. But in terms of the old Hopi way of thinking, I think that they think of our culture, our religion, even who we are as oh, yeah. Hopi. Yeah. It's the same as a life, right? There's a birth. There's a cycle, and eventually you get to an end. Yeah, where where you pass away, and then you go forth. And so, you know, for for people like you and I that have that fortunate um, experience being exposed to the old way of thinking, I think that that idea is pretty consistent with how the older folks kind of perceive it. Uh, this idea of Hopi. But if it all ends, hey man, we still have YouTube. You know, we still can watch the old videos. Uh, I'm sure those Boy Scout groups <laughs> will probably let us jump in with them and. I got my UC gear on. I got, I got my bells. It'll be a lot easier for some of us to make songs <laughs> in English rather than Hopi, too, I'm sure. Yep. Going to the mall. <laughs> Going to the mall. <laughs> I want to sing about that. <laughs> you probably want to sing about the other rain, too, making it rain in the strip <laughs> making clubs. It rain. Than... <laughs> That's sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we should. You can you can sing about the uyi at the strip clubs. <laughs> that's all you hear with the drum beats. That's my, that's my new drum beat. <laughs> Going to the mall. <laughs> but I, I guess I, I guess like like to I guess kind of spin the conversation in a more positive direction. Um, uh, I guess in terms of people like you and I, you know, and there, there's there's a lot of us, I think, especially that are back here on the reservation, people like you and I yeah. that have grown up here, that have gone and gotten their college education, got their degrees, and then came back home and are working here. I think it's going to be people like us that can use the internet and twist it into a positive direction to be beneficial uh, for, for the people out here. So what sort of positivity would we kind of expect? expect to see in that 
in, in terms of that realm? Well, you know, I've always thought of the internet as being this device that allows us to be in places that we can't physically be in. And so, you know, you think about all of our tribal programs out here on the reservation, right? Of course, we all have that one thing in common. Yeah. We have numerous things in common. Yeah. But, you know, one of the main things that we have on in common is that, you know, we have a very small budget, you know. So, you know, like our travel funds oh, yeah. are, are very small or non-existent in some areas. But then, you know, I think that to truly develop into a prospering society that we do need to be in certain places in order to either whether it's getting this education to learn how to do things better on the reservation with our programs or being able to communicate with people that want to help Hopi right like because you know maybe there are people out there that would like would love to you know help Hopi in some degree oh yeah uh, whether that's yeah. like uh, giving a donation or something or uh, hook us up with like some sort of university grant or something to that extent but then like if you're lacking these um, travel funds to physically be there I think that that's kind of where the internet would you know be helpful and useful in, in that way and it's it's more or less just like helping out certain types of um, job qualities I guess you could say I, I think so but then you know another way that I've really thought that um, the internet can be useful to our people is that because like you think about the way that we're situated right with like the Hopi tribal government or you know like uh, some of the programs that we have out here like you know in, in terms there, the number of us that have college education out here on Hopi is growing oh yeah but then you think about the Hopis that are urban that have extensive experience, that have quality skill sets that could be so beneficial for Hopis out here, I think that the internet could be a way to get those people engaged with some of the... Um, some of the things that we're trying to develop out here, some of the programming and that sort of thing. So I think that that's how the internet can be helpful with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's actually true. I mean, it's not necessarily just putting your, your uh, traditional pictures on on facebook and stuff you you know there the internet is is a huge vast of information there's some use for it there's some use for there's it. some use for it <laughs> and you know I, I it's funny to me because then like that you know like unfortunately you know there is that dynamic that we talked about that you know we're, we're losing our culture and some yeah of, some of our religion and you know even for folks like us who live on the reservation who have a direct line to our elders yeah that you know sometimes that there's some information that they don't know either they never learned it or they forgot that information maybe that you know sometimes that we have to rely on other things like modern technology on modern technology yeah, like certain songs certain songs yeah. because then like that like uh, before we started recording i asked you if you has if you had seen this video that's on youtube there's this video on youtube uh, made by hot vela elders yeah and i think it was probably made in the 1970s and they're there and they speak Hopi through a majority of the video. But then more than likely, most of the people that were speaking on this video, they're probably no longer living. No. And so you go onto this, uh, you go onto YouTube, you find the video and that's a wonderful source of information. Uh, what was that? What was that movie called? Uh, I could probably make some quotes from, from that film. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know so, so that's kind of an example of um 
of of where the internet is helpful in that way because then you hear it from the horse's mouth so yeah. to speak and then yeah. you hear them say it in the traditional language and so for me you know fortunately you know I can understand what they're saying so you know it's really moving for me to be able to hear what they're saying and kind of talking about you know what their perspective was in relation to that historical context as the reason why they created that that film yeah and so that's really cool to see in my opinion at least oh yeah i mean there i mean the the film was made in hot villa and there was a lot of uh controversy that was behind that as well too oh yeah yeah you know like the filming of the katinas and you know the filming of some of the dances some of the dances that were never supposed to be filmed but they're all on but that they're video. all on that video i mean it's it it's sort of like that not the double-edged sword but it's sort of like that um, what is that other phrase? The catch, catch all, or something like that. I don't know. The catcher in the rye. I don't know what it is called, but anyway, it's like it's catch thirty two. Catch thirty two. Is that what it's? I think, no, it's, I think catch, it's what's catch, catch, catch thirty something. Catch, catch something forty nine. <laughs> catch, 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 20, catch something six. Catch, catch two point oh. Catch me at the forty nine. <laughs> catch the disease at you know at the Bavak area. I don't know. <laughs> now we're just. Going. I know, catch something. I don't know, but anyway, our listeners, you know, comment, catch, catch something, <laughs> catch the pota, <laughs> catch the pota. But anyway, it it's it goes back to that where it's like, um, uh, it's it's a good thing to see that Hot Valley used to do all of these traditional stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a way to see that yes, it was filmed in the '60s and it was filmed. Uh, by different radicals, I guess you could say, and bunch of hostiles, yeah, a bunch of savages out there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bunch of hostiles in the villa. And it, it was that controversy of saying that we shouldn't be doing this, but it's a way of preserving our, uh, you know, our Hotvella's. Uh, History. And and I think that, you know, at the very beginning of the video, that's what the man says when he's talking, you know, into the camera. We did this so that our children could see it and so that they would know. Is they, this what he said? Yeah. And but and then and then in your mind, when you're thinking of that Hopi perspective view, all of this should be taught by word of mouth or by songs and by the, the teachings of your your uncles, your grandfather, your, you know, your your uh, your elders, pretty much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's going against Hopi tradition, I guess you could say. And I guess that kind of brings up a good point because then you know, like in terms of like that, like you know, a lot of our people are in the cities now, right? There, are a lot of them are in Phoenix or in different places, and a lot of them want to be exposed to the culture. They want to be exposed to the language in yeah. some way. And so one day, you know, I was scrolling on Facebook and you noticed a, a young Hopi girl, she kind of made this comment on Facebook saying that, you know, I, I'm tired of not knowing my language. I want to know my language. Where are the speakers out there? You know, teach me how to how to speak my language. Yeah. But this individual, I know that she lives down in Phoenix. And so, you know, in terms of if you're living in Phoenix and you're just yearning for this information to be able to uh, speak your language or know more about your culture, know more about your religion, you know, how, what are some ways that you can do that? And so I guess in terms of talking about the pros of the technology and especially with how things are now given 
given you know the, the the circumstances with the world today is that a lot of us are proficient in zoom now <laughs> and and so you know like what if what if there was like an elder that could speak you know their language and they held zoom sessions for <laughs> for people living out in the city to at least be able to teach them and i guess that's kind of one of the things that we really need to talk about in terms of generation because i know that the younger generation wants to learn the language oh yeah i, know I mean this yeah i mean it's it's hopi is is a very unique culture and to <laughs> to learn that type of culture you know you have to be immersed in with the traditions in order to do that we're, we're unique and you know, we, we spoke of how unique we are in a lot of good ways but you know sometimes we're very unique in a lot of bad ways too right like we're we're up and we're down at the same time oh, yeah. basically you know I, I, I unfortunately you know we're, we can be very hypocritical a lot of the times <laughs> I'm hypocritical anyways so, all the time and, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and I guess in terms of something like that you know like for a lot of these people that want to learn how to speak the language yeah like how far can you utilize technology to be able to do that because then you hear people talk all the time they always say i wish hopi would develop this language app so that you know people can can learn how what? to speak the language through an app isn't isn't there like a native american tribe that had i that think or, the navajos had... have an app really yeah I, I think the navajos have an app to speak their language i think so I think so. You know, they got the Star Wars movies that's in their yeah, language too. I only, I only know certain Navajo words like cha <laughs> or guji or chiji. <laughs> Navajo has taught me the bad uh, words first. So. Kiss Ani. Kiss Ani. But, you know, and, and I, I guess that, you know, that that's where, you know, you wonder how far can you utilize the technology to teach the language, to teach something that's so sacred. Because one of the things that I remember growing up is that I remember that my so'o was very against um, having being to allow the local schools to teach our language yeah. in the classrooms. Yeah, yeah. And I asked her one time, I said, you know, how come you think this way? How, what, what's your, what's your reasoning behind it? And that's, you know, kind of basically what we've been saying is that, you know, ita lavai, hopi lavai, that belongs to the Hopi people, the Hopi language. And her reasonings was that if you start teaching the language in the classrooms, it opens the doors for other people to, to learn. Start. She, she was mostly, you know, talking about the Navajo. But she, that, that's kind of what her her um, her uh, message was: was yeah. that it opens the door up for other people to start learning our language. And I, I think that's kind of one thing that we didn't we didn't really um, because you know in, in my in my in my um, occupation, I do speak with a lot of non Hopi people who are interested in Hopis, and they just have a difficult time understanding why we're so protective of our language, why we're so protective of our culture why we don't want to share our knowledge with the rest of the world oh yeah like they just they just can't understand it but you know i and that's one thing that we really haven't mentioned because like and i, I guess that really stems from our our um i guess our emergence onto this world is that our people and and you know it goes back to where where what what you know gua's teachings are basically saying that um Everything that we do in Hopi is only made for Hopi. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's made because you know Hopi is 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 I guess superior in in a way of like 
the entire world and that how we see and how we perceive the world and stuff. And so when we when we open it up to everybody, then we're losing that. It dilutes that, it. In a yeah. Way. And so like you know, Hopi Himat, you know, all of that belongs to Hopi. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though you learn the language, you learn the traditions, you'll never be Hopi even if you know if if you're a different culture or a different race. Mm-hmm. You'll never be a Hopi because you're not born a Hopi. Or, or you, you didn't experience the experiences that yeah. you needed to experience yeah. to, to be a part of the club, I guess. And, um, at least, you know, at least in the way that I've understood it too is that, um, our language, our culture, our, the things that we have was a gift. Yeah. It was a gift from a higher power. So why would we give, why would we be giving our gift? To other people, yeah, exactly, and, and so like you know, sharing it, I sharing guess. Yeah. it, and so that's kind of at least how how I I perceived it, um, in that way. And so you know, when you understand that, when you understand that concept, when yeah. you understand that idea, you perfectly get why we're so protective of what it is that we have. But when people don't understand that, they think that you know, how come, how come, you know, why don't we share this? Why, why are we holding on to this in the way that we do? Oh yeah, exactly. You know, I think it's almost that time to uh, start heading out here. Oh, man. Yeah. That so, went by so quick. Exactly. And this is our final episode of For season, season one. Season one. And we made it. We made it through. You know, we made it through the whole thing here. And we didn't get you. canceled. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we <laughs> we didn't know, start any crazy uproars so, on social so, media. So didn't listen to it one bit because if she listens to this thing, she'll probably question a lot. Oh, that's bullcrap, man. Since <laughs> Soul doesn't listen to this, I want you to tell the people right now, how do you say, I went to the strip club and I enjoyed it in Hopi? <laughs> all right. I think that's going to be good enough for everybody. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> you wouldn't say it because you said Soul listened to this. Now we caught you in your lies. So now you got to say it. <laughs> So I like to thank um, I like to thank uh, the Peace Academy that houses us here down in beautiful downtown Kikotsmovi, Arizona. Uh, I like to thank Lance, who's been opening up the doors for us every time we want to record, and his helper Lucas. Um, also, uh, Kay uh, for letting us use this little building here, and and uh, I like to thank uh, my friend here, J Man. For uh, accompanying me on this, for making the show great, for for <laughs> for taking the time and uh, effort to uh, to do all of these uh, episodes with me, so. And then, like we would like to also give some special shout outs to some um, to some Hopi uh, Facebook pages that have given us some generous love and sharing the information of our podcast out with their networks, the Hopi Tewa Community Movement Facebook group, the uh, Hopi Meme Lord Facebook or Instagram group, and the Hopi Humor page on Facebook. So thank thank you to to those guys as well. Oh yeah, exactly. So I think we're ready to head out of here. But before we do, real quick, since this is our last episode, one of the things that we wanted to do to express our appreciation to you all is that we wanted to give you, our listeners, an opportunity to win some Carl and J-Man merch. (laughs) And so we're going to have t-shirts. We're going to have stickers, if you, and and then we're also going to have a $25 gift card. If you want to have my face plastered on your chest, (laughs) that's free. That's... (laughs) Better enter now. Has no value. <laughs> Watch, there's no entries at, at all. <laughs> I expect that to be the case. 
And so, um, so the way that you can have an opportunity to win, uh, these prizes is either, uh, like our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our Twitter page. And we'll follow up with some more information oh, yeah. on those outlets. You can so, find us on Instagram so, at Carl and J Man underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Carl and J Man. And you can find us on Twitter at Carl and J Man. So look out for all of the information on all of those social media sites because if you want to hear me sing, on all of those sites, make sure you like them. Carl will not be singing. I have a beautiful, <laughs> I have a beautiful voice. <laughs> what was that one song? Um, uh, amazing grace. <laughs> Amaz- amazing grace. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You want to get out of here? Uh, let's get out of here. And so, you know, thank you everybody so much for making this first season a wonderful experience for us. Qua qua. All right. I am your host, Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. And thank you for listening to our podcast. All right. So long. So long. <laughs>